Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut Thursday, November 11th edition of the show. Great to have you here with me. We have the Rittenhouse trial entering its final phases here, and the libs are losing their minds over someone actually being able to engage in self-defense, plus... COVID numbers rising in California. Gavin Newsom finally admitting maybe there's something seasonal about this. It's not just the bad people. The bad people get the virus because they don't listen. It uses the mask or it gets the hose. You know how it all goes. And then also we have in New York City, a BLM leader threatens the city with essentially fire and brimstone if they try to bring back actually effective law enforcement we will get into all of that and more momentarily. Why do just four companies control 80% of the U.S. meat industry? Because big food crushes the little guy. Help change that with moinkbox.com. M-O-I-N-K. Moinkbox.com. Moink delivers grass-fed beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and wild-caught Alaskan salmon right to your door, helping family farms become financially independent. Moink meat is even free of antibiotics and hormones. Restaurant quality steaks can't be bought at the store. That's why I choose Moink. Seriously, I can actually taste the difference. I mean, I've made a whole Moink chicken before, all kinds of cuts of steak. Their bacon is the best bacon I've ever had. Join the Moink movement with me. Go to moinkbox.com slash buck right now, and my listeners will get free bacon for a year. That's right. They'll deliver this box right to your door and you'll have all the delicious meat you'll need for weeks. Moinkbox.com slash buck. Again, free bacon for a year. Go to M-O-I-N-K moinkbox.com slash buck. So just just make mine moink, friends. Trust me, you're going to love it. Uh, We have some really nasty, some really bad people out there in this country showing exactly who they are. Uh, during this Rittenhouse trial, it, it is now clear beyond a reasonable doubt that not not only is it the case that Rittenhouse is not guilty of a crime, uh, Rittenhouse did nothing wrong. Rittenhouse was defending himself against people engaged in organized mob violence, including a convicted child rapist. That's right. He shot a convicted child rapist who was attacking him and who had threatened to kill him, who had been recently let out of a a, uh, psychiatric ward. Uh, This is the individual, one of the individuals that the left is now holding up. They're actually treating these people as other martyrs. You see, because the narrative is all that matters. The truth absolutely does not matter to these insane leftists. Uh, They do not care. And then there are the people on the right who just dance for the coins that are thrown at them by their paymasters in cable news. I mean, here's an example of it. We've got uh, Joe Scarborough with the usual idiotic analysis here of this one. Play seven. If, if Kyle Rittenhouse had been a black guy, had gone up uh, with an AR-15 around his neck and talked to police officers, they wouldn't have been uh, treated him the way they treated Kyle Rittenhouse. It wouldn't be, oh, yeah, cool, great, thanks, great to have you here in Kenosha with your AR-15 wrapped around your neck. Yeah, go. Yeah, fine. I, Charles, there's no doubt about it. It's, 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 it's laughable for anybody who would suggest otherwise. Joe Scarborough's a moron. A moron. Happy to go happy to go sit on his crappy show and explain to him why he's a moron on this and many other issues anytime. Uh, 
is an open carry state, legal to have a rifle. Plenty of people that night were walking around with rifles, uh, including minorities. And yet he just says this because the narrative doesn't matter. There's something we'll find some way that Rittenhouse. Yeah, he had white privilege or something going on here. He's facing life in prison for shooting a bunch of left wing social justice activists who were attacking him. Who were trying to beat him possibly to death or shoot him. But oh, no, no, no. The the libs come out and they say that Rittenhouse is the bad guy and that anybody who supports him is a white supremacist and all this other idiocy that's out there. I mean, you had a couple of people uh, specifically reacting to when Rittenhouse was uh, having an emotional breakdown on the stand, which is completely understandable under the circumstances. You had a young guy who was being attacked by a vicious, hateful mob, and then he had to use lethal force to defend himself. And that's a traumatic thing. Even if it's justified, it's traumatic. Good people don't want to kill anybody. Kyle Rittenhouse didn't want to kill anybody. And so it is emotional. It is frightening. It is a traumatic. That is a truly traumatic experience. Not someone using the wrong preferred pronoun, but having to shoot and kill to defend yourself. That is a traumatic experience. Any person would have emotional uh, emotional scarring from that as i said even in a completely justified circumstance legally and morally but you had complete idiots out there um anna navarro who is one of the most aggressively stupid people on television honestly uh, at cnn cnn just pays her to be a, a former republican troll it's amazing people will give up all that they spent allegedly spent their adult lives supposedly uh, supporting right they'll give that up the moment that it becomes financially a greater incentive for them to go against everything that they once stood for it it, it doesn't matter they don't care right it doesn't matter lebron james uh so that's anna Navarro. lebron james who is a very uh, very very good basketball player obviously and a very stupid person not a smart guy sorry just not smart not intelligent. And here he is with a response. When Kyle Rittenhouse is breaking down in tears, LeBron James has 50 million followers on Twitter. 50 million. Who follows LeBron James on Twitter? You really want to see what this guy or his staff tweets out? I mean, it's, I don't know. The obsession with, with professional sports in this country. We should think of professional sports the way we think of video games. A nice way to take your mind off of things for set periods of time. We should not. These are not uh, superheroes. They're not. Anyway, I'm you know how I feel about that. I, I think we've gone way too far. They don't actually have this the same way in other countries. This is a uniquely American thing that we think athletes. I know you maybe don't if you're listening to this, but we think athletes are really, really important. No, they're not. They're entertainers. They're like actors. Really not much difference. But LeBron James uh, responded to a, a clip of Kyle Rittenhouse clearly having a, a, an emotional breakdown on the stand with what tears. I didn't see one. Man, knock it off. That boy ate some lemon heads before walking into court. And then all these laughy, laughy uh, faces, you know, smiley faces with tearing from the laugh uh, from the laughter. Um, I mean, yeah, Le- LeBron James is a moron. OK, that's that's 
not a surprise, I suppose. But you really do learn a lot about people based on how they react to things like this. I mean, I would tell you, you, you know everything you need to know about a person by their reaction to a young man breaking down in tears on the stand while explaining that he had to shoot multiple assailants attacking him as part of organized mob violence and who now faces life in prison for clear self-defense. People that think this is worthy of mockery, people that think that this is somehow hilarious, um, it's, it's, uh, it's just stunning, honestly, uh, to see such viciousness. But leftists, you have to always remember this, um, this, this leftists are caught in an endless loop of self-induced trauma that is the creation of their own viciousness and stupidity. This is just who they are. This is how they are. And it's not going to change. Here is a, an MSNBC legal analyst who is trying to come up with a way for, for his, you know, the network that's sending him the check every month. Because MSNBC was, was one of the main places claiming that Kyle Rittenhouse was a murderer, a school shooter type figure, a terrorist, all this stuff. Trying to explain how this case is falling apart. It's clear self-defense. And the media lied. They lied about Kyle Rittenhouse. They lied about it. Today, the jurors saw what must be the greatest performance of Kyle Rittenhouse's life. He was well prepared by his defense attorneys to disrupt his image as a trigger happy vigilante who went on a shooting rampage at a Black Lives Matter protest. On the stand, he was polite and deliberate. When Rittenhouse got emotional, it may have come across to the jury as a genuine expression of remorse. Or, on the other hand, maybe it was crocodile tears designed to elicit sympathy. But with the help of the judge, Rittenhouse did avoid most of the risks that defendants incur when they take the stand. He probably advanced his own defense in front of the jury. Okay, so he's also uh, a moron. Yeah, crocodile tears. Kids 17 years old at the time of this incident... He had to shoot two and kill them and shoot another one and, and seriously wound because he was being attacked. But it's crocodile tears. They keep saying this it, it, stunning stupidity from the so-called legal analysts that they put on TV at these places. I mean, that guy, uh, I don't know, even this, this guy at MSNBC, he, he's an idiot. Joe Scarborough's an idiot. I mean, it's really it seems to be a prerequisite that if you're going to go on television, MSNBC, and give your opinion about anything, you have to be a really vicious, stupid person. That's what you've got. That's what you see happening. Oh, man. I'm sorry. It really does get me fired up. Look, this is, this is the truth of the whole Rittenhouse situation. The whole trial is a farce. Never should have happened. There never should have been charges. This was a political hit job by the left that wants to pretend that BLM was about justice. BLM is built on lies and also built on a lot of viciousness and destruction. Makes everything worse for everyone. But everyone, oh, that was all this, all this panic. Oh, I don't want to be called racist. All this panic across the country and BLM comes out from cowards. And then the lunatics, then the asylum, so to speak, take to the streets. Riots, burning things down. And the good people were scared. Well, you know what? Kyle Rittenhouse didn't want the good people to be scared. He wanted to do something about it. And they attacked him. And the left doesn't want anyone to think that they can personally 
stand up against the collectivist mob violence. They don't want anyone to think that. They, they want to be able to intimidate you. They want to be able to make you, the moment they don't get their way, they make you, the left will make you fearful, fearful of your safety and your community. Vote the right way or else. The trial goes the right way or else. This exists on the left. Rarely, rarely do you have people on the right that try to override the system in such a way. And when they do, we condemn it. And the left then uses it to try to tar and uh, tar the image of all of us. And that's what's obviously uh, going on with the January 6th situation where they just sentenced a guy to he's already been in prison for over a, a jail for over 11 months. They sentenced him to almost four years in prison. For the crime of trespassing and striking an officer with his hand in the in a helmet. He hit him in the helmet. The officer's wearing a helmet. Now, you can't hit officers. You can't hit officers. You, there, there has to be some some punishment for that, real punishment for that. Four years? He's already served 11 months. Four years? How many people running around, you know, saying, whose streets are streets and pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon and all this other crap you've heard from BLM over the years? And Antifa. How many of them have served four years for striking an officer? How many of them have gotten even a year or two in prison for trying to blind officers intentionally with lasers, which happened routinely in Portland for weeks and weeks on end? How many of them got real prison sentences? Oh, you know the answer. The justice system has become a tool of left wing politics. They attack their opponents. There's no there's no. Uh, Civil liberties defenders on the left anymore. There's no one who cares about criminal procedure and constitutional protection. The whole system is just to be used as a club to bludgeon those who stand in the way of the collectivist hive mind. Because that's what the Democrat Party and the left has become. That, that's it. The whole system has to be used for that purpose. Nothing else is allowed to stand in the way. All right, I just want to take a moment to make sure you're getting the best sleep you possibly can. And that's what you'll get with my pillow. I got a my pillow on my bed. It's amazing. We actually just got a my pillow doggy bed for Tallulah, the family Frenchie. That's just my way of telling you they've got so many amazing and incredible products. Go to mypillow.com right now. You click on the radio listener special square. You'll see rotational offers up to 66% off products like their pillows, mattress topper and the Giza sheets, but also new products like their slippers, weighted blankets, robes, waffle blankets, and more. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Enter promo code BUCK. Make sure you use that promo code BUCK. You'll get these amazing radio specials. Again, MyPillow.com, and click on the radio listener special square, up to 66% off. It's a fantastic deal. I mean, you got to start with the pillows. Actually, I'll be honest with you. I love the pillows, but the Giza Dream sheets are my all-time favorite of all the products. Get those Giza Dream sheets. They're so soft. You'll be sleeping better than you have in a very long. Best sheets I've ever owned, honestly. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Use promo code BUCK, and you will get these amazing radio specials. Now. What do we have here in New York City? What's going on there? BLM co-founder, speaking of BLM, as we were before, threatens riots and bloodshed on the streets of New York if Mayor-elect Eric Adams reinstates NYPD's anti-crime unit after a uh, closed-door sit-down. I mean, this is the definition of of, uh, anti-police thuggish 
thuggish behavior from uh, a leadership level. You you try to bring back the plainclothes unit that was so effective in stopping serious crime. We're going to create riots and bloodshed on the streets. If that's not thuggish, what is? I, I just want to know what would be the definition. BLM is an organization that is destructive. It is built on lies. It harms everyone. It harms the black community. It harms all communities. It is bad news, folks. Ah, but all the all the, the racial guilt in this country. Oh, it's so easy to exploit for the left. Oh, you have all these white liberals who send their children to private schools. They want the least diversity possible in their schools and in their country clubs and in their communities where they live. But then they go on TV. And this is like the Joe Scarboroughs of the world. And they want to lecture everybody about how important it is to support BLM. They're frauds. They're frauds. You know it. I know it. But they get away with it because it's really about power. Ultimately, it is about power for them. Nothing else matters. And it's disgusting, disgusting to see somebody who is supposed to be speaking on behalf of a community here. Hank Newsom, New York BLM co-founder, making threats to the newly elected mayor of New York City, who is a, as you know, a black former police captain himself. And uh, I'm sorry, the criminals have got to suffer the consequences in New York and everywhere else now. We got to tell people you can't break the law. You're getting locked up and you want to play the rough stuff with cops. The cops are going to have to use the requisite force for arrests. And that's just the way it's going to have to be. Or else our cities continue to deteriorate and old ladies get bludgeoned in the streets by maniacs. And, you know, your own family members, your own employees and colleagues, they're going to be attacked and robbed on their way home or perhaps in their homes. We We want to make this. Less or not. Isn't it amazing? They'll justify any COVID policy, but it'll make less of it. But things that will clearly reduce violent crime, that's all oh, that's that's too uh, offensive from a social justice perspective. That's that's too much. We can't have that. We can't do that. Hmm? Why? Uh, just one more note. I want to throw this out there for you to think about the same voices that talk about ending mass incarceration and criminal justice reform and all that sort of stuff don't care about Kyle Rittenhouse's rights don't care about constitutional procedure don't care about the truth they want him locked up forever I bet you there are actually death penalty opponents who would if you push them say well I'd make an exception for Kyle Rittenhouse guaranteed because these people have no principles they operate just based upon emotion whim and the vicious desire for power that's all that really matters to them So BLM uh, leader here in New York says there will be blood. This was the headline on the Daily Mail. If they try to bring back the plainclothes unit of the NYPD, 600 plainclothes officers that that deal with violent crime, uh, it was a very effective, very well-regarded unit, and we need it back in New York, just like other places. They actually need more cops. Defund the police was the dumbest thing that any political party, any political group has said really in my lifetime and we all need to understand that and say it out loud don't be afraid don't be afraid of being called names or them saying stuff to you about this no they're they are wrong they are the worst uh who try to shout you down for speaking the truth do not do not shy away from this fight 
Rochelle Walensky of the CDC starting to feel a little bit uh, of the heat on, you know, how much longer are we really going to wear these masks for, Walensky? You know, we've got all this vaccination going on, all this stuff that's happening. We have over 95% of our schools open for full in-person learning. We still have about 85% of our counties that are in high or substantial community transmission. And so while I'm encouraged that numbers are coming down, I would say as our children are starting to get vaccinated just a week into this program to continue to scale up our vaccinations for these children and to um, not yet get complacent with our mitigation and prevention strategies that are keeping our children in school. So that means kids should continue to wear masks even if they're vaccinated? And I would say masks are for now, but we they are not forever. Oh, gee, that's so nice of you, you little fascist. Masks are for now. They're not forever, though. Masks don't work. They do not stop the spread of the virus in any meaningful percentages or numbers. How many times do we have to keep walking around with people acting like medieval peasants who are terrified of spilling salt or the number 13, living in these lives of superstition with their masks on. It's crazy. These people in charge are just not that smart, and they're cowards on top of it. But they have power. And so they mask up your children for hours and hours in school. Um, and, and they want us to be thankful that they're considering the possibility of taking off taking off masks. Here's the Surgeon General. You know, maybe one day we'll let you take your masks off. Do you think that they should be able to take their masks off? If they're in a classroom, you know, I know the the incoming New York City mayor is considering this. If you're in a classroom where the teacher's vaccinated, the kids are vaccinated, should a bonus be that you can take off the mask? Yeah, it's a great question. Well, I certainly think getting vaccinated takes us one step closer to that. What the CDC has said is that in areas, you know, that have high or substantial amount of transmission, they want people to still wear masks for the time being. But as cases come down, yeah. uh, certainly it will become a, a possibility for us to take off our masks. So we just got to keep going in terms of getting vaccinated, taking the safety precautions. As cases come down and stay down, we'll be able to remove a lot of the restrictions that we've been dealing with up until this point. You understand that that means that they'll always put the restrictions back. The point is not that they may go away at some point. It's that they should never have been instituted in the first place and they should never come back. That's that's the real takeaway we should have from this. This was a waste. The experts were wrong. They are cowards. They will not admit they were wrong and they want to keep doing this to you. There's going to be a covid season every year for years. They're going to say we've got to mask up now. People who tell you to mask up deserve to be shouted at with profanity for their stupidity and their tyranny. They deserve it. They honestly do at this point. Anyone walks up and says, you should be in a mask. They deserve you to use the most colorful language you can conjure to tell them what an effing moron they are, honestly. Just in case you're wondering how I feel about this. All right, that's going to be the show for today, everybody. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Make sure you please go check out and become a supporter at uh, bucksexon.locals.com. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shields high.